What do you like about dating apps? Nothing. They're all fucking trash. <laughs> I like I hate it. I don't I have no idea how to like meet a man. So I'm on these awful, awful dating apps where I have Tinder open. This man, Gabe, said, uh, want me to bring you coffee and my dick? No, Gabe, I don't. And then Shanur, this man said, hello, babe. How's life treating you? Are you down to fuck? Minju said, want to hook up? Here's my number. Uh, Brian said, hi. Hello and welcome to Unladylike, where we find out what happens when women break the rules. I'm Caroline. I'm Kristen. And all I have to say right now is, Gabe, if you're listening, stop. (laughs) You need to just stop that. Nobody wants hot bevs in your penis, okay? Okay, Gabe? (laughs) Least of all, Nicole Byer, who y'all just heard scrolling in real time through her Tinder messages. Y'all may also know Nicole from MTV's Girl Code, Loosely Exactly Nicole, and... of course, nailed it on Netflix. She's a comic host and something of a pro at navigating the dumpster fires of online dating, which is really just a long way of saying dating. (laughs) (laughs) And she's attracted a huge following by just being hilarious and also by being real about how ridiculously impossible dating can be. Here she is on Loosely Exactly Nicole, spreading the truth. Ooh, check out this cute guy I matched with on Tinder. Let me see. Ooh, uh, no, no, no way. Why not? I mean, look, it says he's a 29-year-old promoter who likes snowboarding. Yeah, so? Yeah, well, on Tinder, 29 means 40. Promoter means unemployed. And snowboarder, that means he's gonna try to put it in your butt. How do you know that? Because I once had a snowboarder say, yo, what up, girl? And see, just slid right on in. She knows better than anyone that dating is like trying to find a needle in a haystack of unsolicited dick pics. But Caroline, we've got to dive into that haystack. No. We do. Fortunately, Nicole is here. Mm. She is here to guide us. And today we're going to chat with her about childhood boy crazies, her raunchy role models, and some very unladylike advice. All to help us make sense of how to swipe right when the dating world can feel so, so wrong. That was the sound of, like, a deflating clitoris. Oh, no! I do need to ask uh, just one one small thing before we get started uh, that that I'm dying to know. Um, Are you in love with the, the French pastry chef... On nailed it. Oh, Jacques Torres. I do love Jacques. He's the sweetest man I think I've ever met in my life. I made so many dick jokes, and he laughed at all of them. And he go, oh, Nico, you are wild. Jacques, how do you deal with all the groupies? The women throwing their bras at you saying, Mr. Chocolate, Mr. Chocolate. I love it. (laughs) I'm feeling good. I got Uh, Loosely, exactly, Nicole is... So hilarious. I love it so much. I love uh, Why Won't You Date Me. Um, yeah, I'm going to stop fangirling right now. But just No, FYI. please. That's why I get out of bed and leave my house. <laughs> so people are like, you're doing something good. <laughs> you're doing something so good. I loved making Loosely Exactly Nicole. It was the most fun. It was great to have a network that was supportive and 
uh, basically really let me do what I wanted to do. There was very little pushback. The second season, we did a whole episode about a dude who couldn't get hard. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and I, like, give him a blowjob, and he's like, it's not going to – it's great. It's great. Like, uh, people let me do things, and I love it. I think I've given three blowjobs on camera. So I should put that <laughs> under, like, my special skills, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I think Microsoft that... Word and yeah. mm-hmm. and can <laughs> give a blowjob. <laughs> um, well, going back to uh, younger Nicole, we're curious, uh, who was your first crush? My first crush? Maybe Matt Drury or Keith Laub or, hmm... Mike Lindy was also really cute. Uh, Tell us about these hunks. <laughs> they're all dumb little white boys. <laughs> I went to school with so many white people. Truly, it was like me and my sister, and then we got one in like fifth grade, but then she like went away. She was like, too white. Um, <laughs> oh, and then there was Mark D'Angelilio. Uh, he was perfect. He had blonde hair. He lived on Fishhawk Drive. I should probably not tell people where this man lived. <laughs> My mom sometimes after piano practice would drive me in front of his house. <laughs> so so she, she, was, she was enabling this? Oh, she would completely enable things. Like, <laughs> I would get in trouble and she'd be like, Nicole, this is bad. Do you want to get ice cream? And I'd be like, Yes. So I was constantly just rewarded for bad behavior. Uh, so how did you learn about the birds and the bees? Um, I learned about the birds and the bees when I was young. I was in the library, the Lincroft Public Library. It was a blue book with a, a little boy and a little girl on the cover. And I remember sitting down, flipping through it and being like, oh, no, I can't <laughs> believe this. And then I like stomped up to my mother I said, we need to check out this book. She said, all right. We checked it out. I flipped it open to the sex page, and I said, did Daddy do this to you? And she was like, yes. And I said, why? How? Why? And then she explained to me that, like, when two people love each other, they have sex. And I was like, but he, like, puts it in you? And she was like, yes. And I said, I don't think that's for me. (laughs) And then she was like, well, that's how you were born. And I was like, that's how babies are born? And she said, yes. And she was like, how do you think they were born? And then I told her a very elaborate story of what I thought they, how babies were born. What did you think? I thought that they, (laughs) it's dumb. And I think I came to this conclusion because she didn't interrupt me and she let me just like dig my own hole. But I said, I thought babies were born because like, uh, I thought babies were fully formed in heaven and they're just like lined up waiting to go down to their mommies. And... The mother had to eat a burger with sesame (laughs) seeds on it. And then the baby would fall to, oh, wait, what is it? Maybe the baby fell from heaven, became a hamburger seed, like a hamburger (laughs) bun seed. And then the mom had to eat it. And then the seed planted in her stomach. And then the baby would grow into the the baby it was in heaven. I don't know. It's a flawed theory. It's a flawed (laughs) logic. But I truly, I, I thought that for a hot second. (laughs) <laughs> so when did you figure out, though, that uh, – wh- what did you say putting it inside you? When did you figure out that that was for you? Pretty early. <laughs> because in Barnes & Noble, I found this, like, racy, sexy book. <laughs> it was, like, adult erotica. And I was like, oh, this is this is good. I like this. Um, 
I can't remember how old I was, but then I also stole a vibrator from Spencer's gift <laughs> at like 12 or 13. It was a glow-in-the-dark fucking uh, vibrator. And I was like, I'm going to shove this right inside me and see how that feels. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is good for me. I like it. But I also remember like reading... I guess my mother just, as long as I was reading, she was fine with it. <laughs> she didn't really monitor what I was reading, but I, like, read this book about this woman who would, like, rub her clit on, like, a sofa, like, the arm of the sofa to come. So I was like, I'm going to do that. <laughs> and I did that once, and I was like, this is not fun. This is not for me. This is very dumb. So, yeah, I've experimented. I also, like, have ADD and would stay up very late at night because I was like, there's things to do. So then I would just like try things just late at night by myself, rubbing my little body on things. <laughs> <laughs> so with uh, all of this exploration um, and one-time couch rubbing, <laughs> so how how do you now sexually identify? I think I'm just, um, I don't know, just a sexual person mm. who will... I think I'm quoting Samantha from Sex and the City. I'll try anything once. Try sexual. There you go. Try try sexual. I think that's what Sam Jones says in like season three of Sex and the City. Try everything once. How do you know if you don't like it unless you put a dick in your mouth, suck on a puss, or maybe don't have sex at all? Maybe some people aren't meant to have sex. Some people aren't meant to have relationships. So then you're asexual. And it's like, I don't know. You're just you. Y'all heard it here first. Go suck on a puss. And when we come back, we discover what happens when you make dick jokes on national television. We're back with Nicole Byer. So if y'all haven't heard Nicole's podcast, Why Won't You Date Me? One, you should, because between you, me, and everyone listening, Caroline, I binged it in the throes of book writing, and I'm mildly obsessed because basically they were my friends, (laughs) my only (laughs) friends for a few weeks. And the theme song, though, honestly gets stuck in my head all the time. Why won't you date me? Why won't you date me? Why won't you date me? Please tell me why. (laughs) But on the show, Nicole gets real with fellow comics, old flames, and famous friends about everything from texting to sexting to dildos to threesomes, basically everything to do with bods and sex. And she genuinely wants guests' input on why the hell she is single. So in doing the podcast, what have you discovered? Why won't these people date you? Honestly, I don't fucking know. I'm fucking amazing. I'm a real catch, a a living treat. Um, (laughs) um, Well, a lot of people that I've spoken to from my past uh, said I was, like, not emotionally available. Uh, I put up walls, uh, which is all true. And it's like a taste thing. I'm a very specific looking person and then on top of that I'm very loud and 
like pretty set and I'm mildly successful and you just have to like take all that with me. So it's a lot and I get it. Do you feel like that wall putting upness is your biggest relationship baggage? It does take me a while to like feel comfortable with a man. Like I don't tell men what I do unless they know who I am, which is something that I should definitely get over. Like, I met this guy, and we were texting or whatever, and he's like, what do you do? And I was like, I'm a teacher. He was like, where? And I was like, a school in L.A. (laughs) And he was like, where in L.A.? And I was like, oh, no, you didn't think this lie through. So I was like, Glendale. And then I was like, PS22, which is not a thing in California, I believe. Only in New York are schools called (laughs) PS for public school. Uh, But he didn't clock it, so we, like, kept talking. And I never told him what I do, but I'm sure he'll be surprised one day when he turns on his TV and he's like, that teacher is doing well. (laughs) So why don't you tell guys uh, what you do? Because, so I met, okay, I met this guy in Costa Rica. This is a prime example of why I don't. And we exchanged contact information and he was like, yeah, give me your Instagram and I'll DM you. So I gave him my Instagram. He was like, wow, you have a lot of followers. And I was like, yep, I'm doing I'm doing okay. And he's like, oh, cool. And then he was like, oh, now I know who you are. And then when we met up the next time, all he wanted to do was talk about how he's doing well too. And wow. I'm like, it's not a competition. I don't give a shit about how, like, I don't care. I don't care about your money situation or your job situation to like we're in a relationship. Like we're just... Hanging out. We're just talking. So if I tell people I'm a school teacher or, like, a, a lawyer's assistant or whatever, like, nobody is competing with me and nobody's trying to, like, impress me that way. Uh, well, since you do have these um, alter egos of <laughs> school teacher and mm-hmm. a lawyer assistant, if you were not doing what you're doing now, uh, who would you be? Would, would you be the lawyer's assistant? <laughs> no. Honestly, I'd probably be a bus driver in New York. Like, like a bus driver who, like, keeps her hair cute, her nails good. And she's like, get on the bus or get off the bus, whatever. Because I love cars and, like, buses are big cars. <laughs> are you a good driver? Um, I love driving. I Like, I really love driving. I love cars. Um, and then, like, a lot of bus drivers are men. So I think I would be in a profession that was, like, predominantly men or, like, maybe a mechanic or something. My dad used to point out women doing traditionally masculine jobs when I was little. So, like, if we passed a construction site and he saw, like, a lady working there, he'd be like, Nicole, look, a woman. So <laughs> I think when I was little, I was like, yeah, I want to I do what men do. I want to – that's what I want. Well, let's talk about dating apps. We were wondering what dating apps you use and which is your favorite. None of them are my favorite. They're all bullshit. Uh, I am on Tinder, Bumble, Raya, OkCupid, and Coffee Meets Bagel, and Hinge. Which one gets you the least amount of uh, dick pics and harassment? Raya. Why, Why are guys, why do they send dick pics? Like, what, what is the point? Because they want you to know that they got a big one for you. I honestly don't know. It's awful and annoying. Um, And I've been getting just, I got in my Instagram DMs, this man was like, 
Because on Conan, I I did an appearance on Conan where I, he asked me if I was single. I said, yes. He said, what are you looking for in a man? I said, a big dick. Then I was like, he could have a nice personality, but that could come last. Which is obviously a fucking joke. <laughs> like, I don't understand how people take everything a comic says literally. Um, but I've been getting DMs from people saying, did you find what you were looking for? Saw you on Conan. And then a picture of their dick. Uh, and this one guy on Instagram uh, sent me a picture of his dick, was like, I'm looking for, you know, uh, some playtime with you. And I hate when people say playtime because, like, what are we? Like, going to a jamboree? What are we, 12? Like, what is happening? <laughs> but uh, then I, like, went to his Instagram page, and he's fully married with a child. <gasps> <gasps> and I thought about, like, posting him on my, like, story and being like, y'all are nasty. But then I was like, I'm not going to ruin someone's marriage. Does that make it harder for you? Like, the the threat, the idea of getting dick pics nonstop, like, does that give you pause then before you no. make a joke like you did on Conan? No, I just know it comes with the territory that men are so self-involved that they're like, oh, yeah, she's talking about my big dick. Uh, I do it for women who have felt oppressed sexually, who feel like they can't say sexual things because it's not ladylike. So I make mm-hmm. jokes like that to be like, no, we can do, we can say anything we want. Men have been saying what they've wanted for forever. And I do understand that if a man went on Conan <laughs> and Conan was like, are you single? What are you looking for in a relationship? And he was like, big clits. Like, I understand that like <laughs> people would be like, what is happening? And they would be like, think pieces written about it. I get it because people like to bring that to my attention. But I also understand that men have been objectifying women for centuries Mm-hmm. And we've only started doing it now as women. So, like, we got some catching up to do before, you know, it's not okay. Did you have role models in that department in terms of, like, oh, man, like, she says exactly all of the nasty-ass stuff yes. that I'm thinking. Um, there's an article, fuck, I think it's for, like, Glamour or, like, Elle magazine or something. I don't know. It's the Queens of Comedy. It is the nastiest thing you will read, and it's so funny. Um, like at one point Monique is like, you ever put a strawberry, you pussy, and <laughs> and let a man eat you out. I just read that and was like, oh my God, they're saying everything they want. And I love it. Like at one point, one of the women goes, you ever get fucked so hard, your period comes early. And it <laughs> made me laugh so hard. You have to read it. It is, it's just, it's so funny. Well, no matter who you're dating or having sex with or whatever, do you have, like, an ideal situation, an ideal relationship? Um, At this point, I mean, I feel like I've talked about it so much that, like, I've talked around it and I don't know anymore. I think <laughs> what I would like is a person who loves me and treats me good and is attra- attractive to me. Is that a challenge to find in L.A.? It's impossible to find in L.A. If I could find it in L.A., I'd be in a relationship. (laughs) I'm swiping on Tinder right now as we speak. I just got another message. She said, down to fuck. Let's go. Uh, He's kind of gross looking, though. Maybe I will fuck him. I'm also just, like, exhausted at, like, just fucking people. Like, one-night stands suck. Because you have to, like, figure out what they like, what you like. And it's just like, ugh. I think I just want to be with someone so I can fuck them repeatedly and they do what I like. I feel like sometimes 
dudes can misinterpret being sexually adventurous and like totally down to fuck Mm -hmm. (laughs) with having no boundaries. So how do you navigate issues of like consent and actually like what you really want to do? Um, while you're getting sexy. In other words, like maybe one time you fucked and you don't want to fuck anymore or one time you had anal and suddenly there's an ex- uh, an expectation that that's going to happen every single time. Like how do you, what's a good way to navigate that? Um, I think you just have to be up front and stuff with what you want. Like if you're having sex with someone and they're pulling your hair and you don't like that, you say, stop, stop pulling my hair, don't do this. And they don't stop, you stop the sex. Um, I think you just have to tell people what you want. So that can be super hard for a lot of folks. Um, communication can be so impossible. So for you, is that something that's come naturally or have no, you it's found something your I've voice? Learned because nobody tells you in sex education that you could be laying naked in a bed with someone, but the minute someone says no, it's done. It's a wrap. It's over. Everyone goes home. Nobody tells you that you can tell a partner what you like and what you don't like. No one tells you that sex should be very vocal. Like you should be you should be telling someone what is good and what is bad, you know? Nobody tells you that kind of stuff. And that's all stuff that you have to learn on your own or here on a fucking podcast, which is insane. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm particularly resentful that uh Blue balls were something that, like, guys use so often in high school as, like, oh, like, the way to, like, shame girls into doing shit. Yes, and they should teach you in high school. They'd be like, blue balls aren't real, kids. Okay? All right? (laughs) Yeah. It it does take learning that you can say, not my problem. (laughs) Yeah, it's not my fucking problem. Like, I don't want to do it. You can't make me. I don't care. Uh, I think a lot of men will try to make things your problem, and it's not. No is a good word. No is a powerful word, and people don't want to respect it. While we pick up that mic Nicole just dropped, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, she's answering y'all's sex and dating questions. Oh, boy. Um, what a tough question. Don't go away. We're back with Nicole Byer. A while ago, we put out a call on social to see what questions you had for her about sex and dating, and per usual, y'all did not disappoint. Hi, my name is Kelsey. I'm calling from Kansas City, Missouri. I got out of a long-term relationship like several years ago and haven't really been dating anybody since then, and I feel so at a loss for how to get back into the world of dating. I've gone on a couple of like tinder okay cupid dates they were all terrible nicole help me help my life i need your guidance thank you oh kelsey she she sounds so polite and nice um let's see i mean she's doing it right you hop on an app you get back on the horse um she sounds young so she could ask a friend to set her up um i've heard that I haven't done it yet, but, like, some women will, like, email their friends or text their friends and be like, hey, so I am looking to date. If you um, know somebody, please let me know or, like, give them my number. 
Um, but yeah, like other than that, girl, I'm single. I don't <laughs> fucking know. If I knew, I wouldn't be single. <laughs> my my best dude friend met his soon to be wife on a kickball. Yeah, league. fucking oh. of course. <sighs> <laughs> Everyone always has a dumb fucking story about how they meet, and it's real cute. <laughs> but it's like, I'm not going to go play fucking kickball. Are you kidding? Yeah, no. I, I have, have no coordination. <laughs> and also, kickball sucks. Can we just admit it? It's just, it's really not fun. Um, all right, well, we've got another one from Katie. I really, I like this voicemail. Hi, my name is Katie. Um, I live in Portland, Oregon. And I heard that Nicole was going to be on the show, and I wanted to ask Nicole, what's the best way to have a threesome? How do you make that happen? Because I feel like that's an awkward thing to bring up to someone. And two dudes. Okay, thanks. Bye. Oh, boy. Two dudes. That's a tough one. Let's see. So if you all, I don't know the all the details. I don't know if she has a man already. Okay, let's say, if you have a boyfriend already, just, like, ask him. And I'm sure he'll be like, yes. Um, And then if he's, like, only with another girl, then you have to be like, all right, listen. We can have two threesomes. One with just a girl and then one with a guy. And you don't have to do anything you're not comfortable with. But it would be nice if you, you know, explored or whatever. And then I think that's it. I think that's my answer. So uh, uh, to follow up on that, I've I've had a a girlfriend who's had kind of a problem with broaching the threesome convo with her dude partner because she was like, yeah, I'd be down for a threesome with another girl. And he was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I'd be into that. But now it's kind of he's kind of co-opted her fantasy a little bit. Mm -hmm. So he's always the one like, oh, look at her. Oh, what about her? Oh, maybe we could do this. (laughs) So what um, (laughs) do you have any advice on what, like reclaiming your own (laughs) fantasy? Yeah. And how do you get him to shut up about it? I guess Um, (laughs) I think if you haven't done it yet, you have to be like, okay, we don't talk about this until the day we actually do this. So like. If you're going to go on, like, date night or whatever, be like, we don't talk about threesomes tonight. And then if you have, like, another date night, you're like, tonight's the night. We're going to actually, like, look for somebody. So you just have to be on the same page. All right. We've got another listener question. Hi there. This is Stephanie, and I live in New York. So I'm black, and I've always dated a black guy before. It's not that I don't want to date someone who is in my race. It's just that it's never happened. And the one experience that I've had where I guess I tried. It just felt like I was weirdly fetishized. Anyway, I'm open to dating all cultures, but I guess my question is, how do I display my openness so that way I can catch all the fish in the sea, um, but, like, the fish that don't fetishize me? Thanks. Oh, boy. Um, What a tough question, because you don't want to, like, I don't Put on your dating profile. You're like, I'm looking for everybody. I think you just, ugh. I don't, that's such a hard question. You can't control whether someone's going to fetishize you or not. Um, uh, 
I mean, you could just be up front if you're dating someone of a different race and be like, what is like, do you only date black girls? I think that's a like an okay question to ask. Yeah, I think you just have to open your heart and open your mind and the people will come. Yeah, I've had a friend who has had situations both where the guy has been up. She's Asian and she's had a situation where a guy will be very upfront about like, I only date Asian women. Asian women are the sexiest. And so she's like, cool, you fetishize Asian women. Bye. Um, But here's the thing. What's wrong with that? What is wrong with knowing what you like? I think the problem is if it's a fetish where, like, they're being disrespectful to you. But, like, if you like Asian women and you only want to date Asian women because when you wake up in the morning, all you want to see looking back at you is an Asian woman, then, like, then you should do that. Like, I don't understand why fetishizing something is so bad. So, like, a foot fetish. Somebody likes fucking feet. So, like, you fuck feet. And then if you don't want your foot fucked, you don't date that person. So with Stephanie then asking, like, how does she indicate that she's open? I mean, like, I, do you think that's easier on online dating? Because you can at least say, like, I'm, I am open to dating all different types of people. Or versus... do you even need to specify? I don't think you need to specify because then I would start thinking, like, were you not open at one time? <laughs> like, are you going to hurt me? Is this a trap? I don't know. Or maybe if you make it cute where you're like, hey, uh, I'm like Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. I'm trying to catch them all. I don't know. (laughs) That's also you're going to catch a very specific person who knows who Ash Ketchum is or what a Pokemon is. Um, So we got an anonymous email or an email from someone who wishes to remain anonymous. It's not an anonymous email. But anyway, okay, here it goes. How can I get out of my own way when it comes to body confidence, sex, and dating? I'm great at flirting and chatting guys up, but when it comes to actually getting intimate with or without clothes on, I'm suddenly way less spontaneous and adventurous. I know it's bullshit, so how do I just get over it? Um, I think you don't think it's bullshit, because if you thought it was bullshit, you'd be fine with it. You do, you have hang-ups, you have body issues, obviously, because being intimate is a hurdle for you. Um, I think you need to understand and really accept that if a person is in a room with you, trying to touch you, trying to kiss you, and it's all consensual, and, like, you're trying to do the same thing, that person wants to be there. Like, nobody's going to fuck somebody that they don't want to fuck. Like, they want to be with you, and they like what they see, and they like your body. And I think everyone in the morning should take all their clothes off before the shower and look at themselves in the mirror and grab pieces of their body and say, I love this. This is mine. This is me. I'm good. I uh, Just say positive affirmations to yourself in the mirror. Like, I used to have, you know, body hang-ups. I used to not like my arms, so I would always wear cardigans or like a cap sleeve and it's like a cap sleeve is an inch of material and it's not hiding the fat nothing hides fat you're fat people know you're fat in sleeves short sleeves long sleeves black stripes like just it's your body and you can change your body if you don't change it then that's the body that you have and you need to love it you know otherwise you're going to be miserable Was there a moment for you when that kind of clicked? It clicked, I think, two years ago. 
I was going to Palm Springs with my friend Marcy. I had bought a bikini a year before. I had not worn it because I said I would wear it when I liked the way my stomach looked in it. And I brought only the bikini and then another two bikinis that I had bought. And I said to Marcy when I got in the car, I said, Marcy, I only brought bikinis because I don't give a fuck. I'm going to be very fat and very brave, and I'm going to take a bunch of pictures, and people are going to have to <laughs> deal with my body. Nobody knows me in Palm Springs, and I'm going to do it. And then I never looked back. All right, you said a key word that I've got to ask you about. What's your take on the whole brave thing? People always telling women that they're brave about their bodies. I think it's really funny. Uh, I hashtag all of my bikini pictures, very fat, very brave. Uh, because, like, when I said it to my friend Marcy, I was, like, kidding when I was like, I'm going to be very fat and very brave because it's not brave to just wear whatever you want. Like, swimming, you're wearing basically your underwear. Like, that's what a bathing suit is. It's just, like, shiny underwear. And it's not brave. It's not, it's not anything. It's, you're living. Do you feel like people are just projecting when they say that? Like... Oh, wow. I don't feel good about my body. And here she is. Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of people will be like, you're so brave. I wish I could do that. And it's like, bitch, there's Amazon.com. You could get a bikini overnighted to you. A drone could put it right on your doorstep. So, like, you don't have to wish and hope anything. You could just do it. So for you, what does feel brave? Jumping out of an airplane or, like... Uh, starting a nonprofit foundation when you yourself maybe aren't doing that great, uh, doing big brothers and big sisters programs and like trying to help some, you know, kids who are really fucked up or whatever, like trying to figure out how to make this world better is brave. Wearing a bikini is not brave. Oh, we actually have one more uh, listener voicemail. Okay. Um, from H- Harry, I think. Hi, this is Harry from Brooklyn, New York. All right, Harry. Um, recently, I've been trying to date more, and I, so I've been doing that. I've been using apps. I've been meeting people. And a lot of times, they're nice guys, but I don't want to see them again. But my problem is I need to be liked, so I don't want to tell them I don't want to see you again. I want to. I just, I just keep giving them vague excuses why I can't meet them. And some of them get that hint, and some of them don't, and I feel bad. I think it's better than ghosting. I don't like that, but I'm still leading people on. How do I find the courage to say, no thanks, bro, catch you on the flip side, or something like that? Thank you. Uh, Grow the fuck up. Honestly, like, you're not hurting anybody's feelings. You went on one fucking date! Just say, <laughs> listen, um, when they're like, let's hang out again, and be like, actually, I don't know. I didn't, uh, I'm not really... I'm not really looking to, like, go out again. And I think that's all you need to say. Because when you say shit like, I'm going to focus on, like, my work right now, that, like, you're leaving the door open. So I'll be like, is your work done yet? Are you ready for me? <laughs> no. You, you're done. You, you checked out. Just tell people. You're not, you're, if you hurt someone's feelings, you're hurting them for literally 30 seconds. Grow up. How do you feel about ghosting? Ghosting is bullshit. It's so fucking rude. The least you can do is tell a person that you went on a date with who is a fucking person that you appreciated the time that they spent to go out with you, but you're not looking to go out again. Again, you'll hurt their feelings for like 30 seconds. Although I told a guy, (laughs) this guy I went out with, he smelled like a dish rag, and (laughs) he was like not cute, and 
We had dinner, and then we were supposed to go to a second location. And I was like, I can't go to a second location with this man. He's disgusting. So I, like, made up an excuse and was like, I need to get this, like, work done by tomorrow. And he was like, oh, okay. And then he was like, so when can we go out again? I said, this was in maybe February. I said, I am busy until Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, like, leaving a door open. But, like, if you are going to follow up at Thanksgiving, that's on you. So uh, is there something that women can do to feel more empowered in the dating world? Give Any up. advice that you would get? <laughs> no! <laughs> give up. We can't and on give up. Give up. Just live alone. Uh, just <laughs> do what you makes you up? happy. Have I given up? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no. How do you retain just like feeling okay when you're bombarded by dicks, <laughs> literal and figurative, online every day? I work a lot. So that, uh, that, you know, takes care of a a mind being like, why am I alone? Um, but I don't, honestly, it's very hard. It's very hard to be like, what is fucking wrong with me? And the answer is nothing. Nothing is wrong with me. I just have not been introduced or been around that person who is my other half or, I mean, not even other half, like the person who's going to love me or whatever. Like, I just haven't met them yet. And it's fine. I may never meet them. And it's, that's also okay. I have things that I love in my life and maybe I'll never have a person to love. But I'm coming to terms with like, I may never get married and that is okay. But even when the dating world feels so wrong and you feel like you'll never, ever swipe right, Nicole says that there's really only one person whose love you need to worry about. Love yourself because you only get one self unless you're listening to this in the future and you can swap bodies with people. Uh, That's it. You got to love you. Caroline, I, I have felt like a bit of a privileged patty listening to Nicole talking about dating. Why is that? Because I'm married. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I know. I I have to say, like, it made me glad not to be on dating apps. And I realized that I sound like a total asshole saying that. Well, I, I, I do feel like I paid my dues. And by paid my dues, I mean dated just wretched people and really <laughs> put myself through emotional hell for most of my 20s. Same, hard same. Um, so I hope Nicole's advice and your fellow listeners' messages have inspired you to not only go out into the world of dating and conquer it, but also really mostly to just email us more of your dating horror stories. We really love them. And you can send those to hello at unladylike.co. And I do want to know if anyone has a good solution to unsolicited dick pics. Yeah. And I want to know if there's anyone out there who sends unsolicited dick pics listening. Please write in. Not with your dick pics. Good God. But let us know why on earth. Because, I mean, that could be a whole episode in and of itself. Should we just Photoshop googly eyes on all of them and then send them back to the person? Oh, or maybe like a little feather duster on the top. Or a French maid's costume. Yeah, Yeah, we could have some fun with that. Yeah, for sure. Maybe that should be an unladylike app. Please don't send us dick pics. We got ideas a-brewing in the unladylike coven. So send us yours. Hello at unladylike.co. And you can also hit us up on social at unladylike media. And if you want to find more Nicole, you can do it at her website. Which is NicoleBuyerWasTaken.com because Nicole Byer is taken by a woman named Nicole Byer. Actually, her name's not even Nicole. It's Olga Byer. And she tried to get... There's a whole story about it. 
Y'all, we are so pumped to be back with season two of Unladylike, and we can't wait for y'all to hear everything we've got in store. Remember, if you like what you hear, please rate and review us. It's so easy, and it goes a long way. It really does. And also, treat yourself by checking out our merch or pre-ordering our book. We have so many things going on, and you can find out about all of them on our website, unladylike.co. Abigail Keel is the senior producer of Unladylike. Mixing and sound design is by Casey Holford. Julie Subrin is our editor. Our music is by Flamingo Shadow, Amit May Cohen, and Sarah Tudson. Our executive producers are Chris Bannon and Jenny Radelet. Special thanks to Brett Morris at Earwolf in L.A. And we are your hosts, Kristen Conger. And Caroline Irvin. And next week, we're arming ourselves to have a very Unladylike conversation. What do you think is the most Unladylike thing about... Shooting guns. Uh, gut reaction. <laughs> oh my god, so dirty. Is that it's a long, narrow object that very easily shoots things out of it. Wow. So answer penises. We're talking about gals and guns, and you do not want to miss it. So make sure you subscribe to Unladylike in Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. And remember, got a problem? Get Unladylike. Caroline, one time, uh, I also did the online dating thing, and you and I ended up going on a date with the same guy. <laughs> Not at the same time. Not at the same no, time. No. no, but we did. I got to him first. Yep, and, and I'm you so did. Sorry. You did a number on him. I did. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Oh, oh man, he was real sweet. He Bless was. his heart. He was. He Bless was. His heart. He was. All my social media keeps trying to connect me with him. Uh, Stitcher. <laughs>